0: Hi everyone, how are you all doing?
1: I'm good. Hey Alex, what's up?
0: Hey Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, I got okay. you. Elaine, I
1: can see you dropping in there. How are you? Hey Alex, I'm literally in from a day of tanning. That's it, <laughs> been the best day ever.
0: How's I, I day 1,162 of lockdown.
1: <laughs> So what are you guys what when you look back in the summer 2020 what do you think will be like the things that will have given you some sense of sanity
0: i think there's probably like a closeness that's been fostered uh by being apart you know it sounds very cheesy but you know especially in our culture with our irish, irish culture is very centered around like our pop culture and meeting up and having pints in the banter and you know uh and not having that is especially tough on a culture i like go so i feel like we're appreciating the time that we can now spend even social distance with a few people that means a lot more to us than it ever has because it's so it's like a privilege now it's not just something that we can do it whenever we want and I think that that's fostered a a real genuine um, appreciation that is very organic which I kind of I really find fulfilling
1: I think one thing that's kept me sane is definitely, like, number one, the fact that I haven't lost anybody. Th- thankfully, I've not known one of those people my family are ha- healthy and happy. And that's just been something that's, like, I'll be forever grateful for. Like I know it's not over at the moment, but um, that's definitely some- one thing that's kept me sane. The fact that, like, I'm independent, like, I'm now 24, like, I have, like, my degree, I have my job like different things like that like I think people who are kind of like more dependent on their parents like even search or even younger like they're very trapped um and the fact that they can't really see their friends different things like that that's that is definitely like affecting a lot of young people um because we are
0: social human beings With clinical hypnotherapist Fiona Brennan. You're Hello,
1: welcome. Tara, thank you
0: so much. Delighted to be here. In socially distancing, in Fiona's fab office, the four people that we're looking to help today: Elaine, and Darren, and Alex, and Sam. Some of the issues that they that we've heard um, them talk about, even at the start of this episode, w- emotional worries that they have. Their mm. mindset is is totally thrown um, by COVID-19. Obviously, they point out that they're lucky, they're mm. well and healthy, their families are well and healthy, but they're also allowed feel emotions after the knock-on effect of of lockdown obviously which was uh, thankfully we've moved on from but also um from their own summer has been totally thrown into disarray Mm. big at Mm. that age it is it's huge absolutely something else they talk about as well is lessons from lockdown Mm. so what did you pick up from listening to them
1: well i think that there was a lot it was really lovely to listen to them i have to say and i i loved the the sense of gratitude that was coming through what I would say though to anyone, no matter what age you are, is to be very mindful of what the lessons are and to sustain them. Because we can all sort of fall into old patterns when life starts to become more like the old normal, if you like. Even small habits that start to, to you know, reoccur. We can forget what we really learned during these these last few months. I think a really good thing is to actually write them down. What are my top three lessons, for example, from lockdown and put them somewhere that you see them uh, so you're pulling out the positives and you're actually making a conscious choice to bring that through into your life as you progress. I journal a lot, so I would be writing every day pretty much at the top of the day and the end of the day. So I start my day saying, like, how can I make the most of today? of this beautiful day and it is a beautiful day Mm -hmm. because we're alive, we're healthy and we're well. And I know that, which was it, Alex, who pointed that out? Yes. And
0: Darren as well. She's the social worker. Yes. Yeah. So they Mm -hmm.
1: have that awareness. Having the awareness is one thing, but actually implementing that awareness and being proactive about it is an entirely different thing. So it's how do you activate that? How can you be proactive to show that you're genuinely grateful that you are, consciously choosing to bring your best self in to each day mm. um, and I think that you know just even listening to them uh, to all four of them you can see that their perspective is changing and that's a very very good thing to happen at any age again but particularly when you're younger because if you can get that mindset at that point in your you know you've just turned 20 think about how the rest of your life can pan out so much more uh smoothly and mm. um, not that the life's uh, pans out smoothly but your ability to deal with
0: the challenges that will inevitably arise with your professional hat on that's really interesting because I, when yeah. I was listening and I heard Darren saying that her mom has gone back to that more simple attitude and simple way of life and I can completely relate to that um, at this age so you're how great to be able to realize that and look at that in your 20s my real point is is how do you bring that
1: through and not to forget it and that is unfortunately how the brain will work if it, isn't, if it doesn't become a habit. And that's why habit is the, the core of a lot of the work I do is how do you create that habit? Um, and in my book, the, my first book, <laughs> The Positive Habit, um, it is all about self-generating positive emotions. So you actually
0: teach yourself how to create that emotion there's a lot of fear around getting back to normal mm. and what you're saying is the antidote to that and mm. um, if we do take action now to prevent us forgetting the lessons from lockdown how many days are we talking for a positive a habit to form the research is not conclusive to be honest with you like
1: it w- used to be that the 21 days well, mm-hmm. was what everybody said to change a habit then what we sort of more recently they're saying 66 yes. days yeah I would say definitely more on the 66 days and again it's quite subjective so one person might take a shorter amount of time and another person you know over 66 days so it really depends I think 66 days is a good kind of marker to use and and it's not so much that the habit it's 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 what the triggers are that could take you away from that habit so say for example one of the main lessons from lockdown is to Remember, you know, to put things into perspective, to to see the bigger picture. And then a year on, let's say one of one of our young, lovely people here has maybe a situation where a relationship breaks up or something and they get completely sucked into, you know, clearly the, the difficult emotions that that is going to bring. That perspective can be lost. It's knowing your triggers that take you away from the positive habit that you have established as much as continuing with the habit if okay. that makes sense yeah no it does
0: yeah okay so basically you're not sticking and marking off days in a calendar you're working with the skills that you're developing yeah. to make yeah. sure that it becomes part of your life if you get distracted or distracted yeah or pulled off that path yeah. get back on again
1: and that's what happens to a lot of people in life you know that things come up that they like say for example somebody who's given up smoking and then you know they have a grief or something a bereavement something really bad happens uh they can kick back into the habit and they're like, I I just don't understand how did this happen? But it's the emotions around it. It's the psychological, uh, you know, uh, underneath that's actually causing that neural pathway to sort of click in. And that probably was what they used to do to feel better. And now they're just sort of, their default mode is to return
0: to that. Taking the smoking one, um, drinking Mm. could be anything, could be online shopping. As the guys talked about, they all get into that. How do you get back out of that? How do you stop it?
1: It's multi-layered, really. It's it's first of all looking and understanding what is the psychological reason behind it. So with the online shopping, what is it? What void are you trying to fill, and does it actually fill it? So again, it's the awareness, because quite often it doesn't, and we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I know myself. I did it myself mm-hmm. during lockdown. It's like oh, I'm going to get this new top, <laughs> and then the new top arrives, and it's uh-huh. not quite going to you know make you as happy as you once believed. Um, but it's it's that awareness. And then it's also going easy on yourself. Like, I think that's a huge part of it. Like, if you do, as you say, you know, fall off the wagon or, you know, um, go back to your old ways. It's like, okay, give yourself permission to say, well, okay, that happened. But look at all the days that I didn't online shop or I didn't smoke or I didn't binge eat or whatever the behavior is. And really acknowledge those days. Give yourself credit for all the good that you have done.
0: You are professionally one of yeah. the um, most positive people I've ever met. I mean, it, you fit by name and by book <laughs> title. Um, the yeah. positive habit. You're a living example of what of what you uh, teach and what you help people with, and, and as a therapist. But also, I've the more I've got to know you, slowly but surely, as a per, on a personal basis you are still the same that is who you are Mm. how do you have a morning routine I know you mentioned journaling Mm. there can you Mm. share it with us because Mm. it's working (laughs) so
1: (laughs) oh thank you Tara yeah well again I would say like it's it's important to establish what is a positive person so I think a positive person is a person who can handle negative
0: emotions and can remain calm and, and balanced. Is balanced a fair word? I love that word. I, I, is it fair that we use that about ourselves?
1: Yeah, I think it is. It's mm. a very good word. And it's also a great feeling mm. to, to feel balanced, to feel at ease, to feel that you can cope and manage whatever challenge comes your way. Um, and I think there's a misconception that, that some people are just born like that and others are not, whereas it is actually a skill that you can acquire. And it's something I definitely practice myself, mm. Um, I definitely would have days where I don't feel po- like in the typical sense, positive, where I'd feel emotional, where I feel sad, where I feel upset. And giving yourself, again, space to feel those emotions and process them is really important. Um, and I think so. So back to the whole COVID idea of, of how or the COVID period that we've been through, you know, there is a lot of fear. There's been a lot of sadness and it, taking that time to actually you know soak it in and say okay I am sad today it's really hard uh to cope with the figures coming in you know that that was extremely tragic is is
0: is the word every evening getting the news bulletin yeah Awful, awful
1: there's a lot of power in the tears that you find to to release that emotion because if you don't it will it's like I think one of them again, it was really interesting, They said, you know, we'll be telling our grandchildren what we lived
0: through. Yes, 2020, yeah.
1: Yeah, we remember that year. And what you want to do is actually process emotions at the time. So that's one thing that I practice in terms of, you're asking about my morning routine, would be like I'm very much in touch with how I'm feeling without being too navel-gazing. No. But just like I'll be aware and I'll go, oh, you know, th- what's going on there? And just a little bit of curiosity around it. Uh, once you understand it, it becomes so much
0: more manageable. So would you wake up, let's say, an hour before the rest of the house and give yourself that time to journal, to yeah. sit with yourself, yeah, to meditate? Yoga. Oh, lovely. Yoga,
1: because again, it's about uh, how much emotion is stored in the body. And when we release emotion through Yoga or Tai Chi or any particular, you know, uh, body and mind
0: movement. It's so, it's, bla- it's, it's amazing the difference it can make. We're, we're talking there about sustaining um, the lessons from lockdown. The magic in uncertainty. Yes. Tell me, I, I love this idea of it. What's yeah. the reality?
1: Okay, well, uncertainty is one, we, we're all so afraid of uncertainty. And there really are very few certainties in life. I read recently, it was a novel I was reading and it really stuck with me the idea. If, for example, you know you want to see a new movie and somebody tells you the end.
0: What? What's wrong yeah. with you? Exactly. <laughs> They've just
1: ruined it. Or you're reading a great book and someone says, Oh, do you know what happens at the end? No, thank you. We don't want to know, right? And why is that? Because it's this, it's the excitement, isn't mm. it? Of where the magic of what's going to happen.
0: Absolutely.
1: So applying that to your life can be very, very useful. So you start to see the whole possibilities and the range of not having certainty and getting comfortable with certainty. And in fact, that there's so much comfort being comfortable with uncertainty. Uh, What's going to happen? Well, we don't know. And especially when you're young, when you're, you know, these guys like... You can remember yourself, Tara. Okay, it was a while ago. But we do remember that not
0: that hey, back it up there,
1: Betsy. Not that long
0: ago.
1: Okay, for me, for me. Um, but I remember it so, so well in terms of of just that whole sense of what's gonna happen. Yeah. Will I go grape picking in France? Yes, or will I um, yeah. you know go to America or you know, all the different possibilities. And that is in fact what makes it very exciting. Um, and I know I totally appreciate how, how that feels like it's been taken away from them, mm. but it hasn't really, you know, and that's that's it's the perspective. It's like they're still you're still you're still left with uncertainty. So it's how you actually move with that and use that as a positive energy force.
0: What if you're terrified? What if you're fearful, which, which a lot of it, I know fear, they say, is the opposite of love. Do you believe that? I Yes. Well,
1: I think that both need to coexist. Um, and I think that fear is an energy that that can only really be quelled by love so love is what what soothes fear so tapping into uh, self-love when you are afraid whether it's uh, of an imagined circumstance or a real threat you you know you really need to work hard at cultivating that comfort within yourself and that's why I think particularly at this age that's that transitionary period where you're moving from you know the security of your you know your parents and your home hopefully all going well you've mm-hmm. had that you know uh, support and now it's it's like you're learning the lesson where it's time for me now to start to provide those things um and that you know some people never learn that lesson yes. like you can go your whole life um feeling I don't know lost um anxious afraid and quite often it comes back to really not learning that skill, which in fairness to us all, we're not taught. No. Nobody tells I you. I wish
0: that you, it was part of uh, all secondary school education.
1: Yeah, it needs to be. Yeah. It
0: does. Um, yeah. And I think what you're saying there is relevant for every age, is particularly yeah. from adult, young adulthood on. The other one that we really wanted to get to today is um, the emotions. You can hear there is confusion, if you
1: like. There's a sense maybe that they're not quite sure, like, how to feel. One of them there was saying that they feel angry. And I thought that was actually a
0: good to hear. So did I. It was so refreshing. It was really honest. It was, yeah. one of the, it was a turning moment, wasn't it?
1: It was. And, and the courage to say, I feel angry. And to see that there's no shame in feeling angry. Having said that, feeling angry is really hard. Mm. It's a hard emotion to, to carry. And I would say that the ability to to evolve that emotion is it would really help so anger is where you start but it's not where you finish because if you if you if you sustain that anger it's exhausting yeah and it's also it's it's it can make you ill you know it's stress it's cortisol going through your body so what you want to do is actually recognize it and and then start to transform
0: it into something much more useful actually Fiona will you just explain as well the we're underestimating I think the effects of stress on us and our bodies and leading to illness and why we then get sick as a result of that can you just tell us from that mind point of view and the emotions trapped maybe emotions about stress what are the negative and therefore the incentive to fix it to address it
1: well, it's it's huge. I mean, there's a lot of research into it at the moment in terms of you know um, how much the body it's the body keeps the score. It's a book by uh, Bezel Vandercock, which is fantastic. Um, he's a psychiatrist by training, but he recognized how people were not getting better uh, through traditional methods such as you know um, pharmaceutical drugs, etc., and how much emotion is stored in the body. And that's why I was saying earlier about the importance of yoga, for example. And um, so it's a sense of being able to see that I think we, we talk a lot about mind and body connection, but as far as I'm concerned, it's not a connection, it's like they are one and the same. Yes. So, for example, if you have a thought, you're going to have a chemical reaction and your body's going to hold on to that. So, even if you know a memory can create a, a physical response, so having that awareness in yourself and being able to see, okay, if I have an angry thought, it's like, imagine that in your body. What's that's doing to the muscles, to the to the tension within your body, to your digestive system. What we really want is to be in the place they call homeostasis, which is that balanced place. Yeah, Back to balance, it. Tara. Yeah. yeah. And we know we're more likely to know when we're not balanced in terms of the anxiety, for example, or fear it can hijack your body. So you feel it. You know, it's such a physical thing. You know, I see it every day in my clinic with people who have, you know, stomach problems and, um, you know, they feel like there's a hole in their heart or there's a, their stomach is gripped. Their, th- their throat is tight, their jaws clenched, headaches, etc. So it's, it's really very, very physical and we're less good if you like, or less used to or familiar with noticing what is the absence of that? What does calmness feel like? Yeah. You know, what does uh, contentment feel like? We, generally don't really soak that in and we need to soak it in and that's where the 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 change happens on a lasting basis it's it's the idea that neuroplastic change in the brain happens when we actually it's like showering in the positive emotions stopping noticing and acknowledging because if we don't it's very transient it's like they, they kind of go through our positive emotions can pass very quickly like a like sort of flower through a sieve and then the negative the negativity bias which you've probably heard of comes in hijacks and all of a sudden you know especially i think and i remember myself being a complete drama queen you yeah. know, and kind of almost feeding on that energy like oh my god you won't believe what happened it's like yeah. what well i you know and it could be something really really quite small but it now becomes this huge big deal and the problem with that is that your subconscious and your body doesn't know the difference no. So as far as it's concerned, there's a real threat here. Doesn't
0: know whether there's a bear right behind you right now and you're about to die yeah. or what threat is there because the same amount of cortisol is released exactly.
1: the Exactly. So it just shows the power of our imagination. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, but using it to your greater good as opposed to your detriment, I think that's a real skill. Um, and we all have the ability to imagine, you know, it's like, and especially I think when we're younger, we, we're more, we're closer to childhood. So we're used to that a little bit more. And that's a skill that you want to keep going
0: throughout your whole life. Is it possible? Because if this, if the answer to this is yes, I, yeah. I'm delighted, and I want to cry. <laughs> um, is it possible for um, our pals here to? get these skills and develop them now rather than wait until they're 100 percent. (laughs) Yeah, it is really I'm delighted for them. all, And I wish I could have done it myself at that age.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love when a young person comes through my door. Like, it's just fantastic. Now, I don't work with people under 18, but 18, 19, 20. I'm just so happy because I have that you know possibility of helping someone at that point in their lives and and maybe saving years of of, uh you know unnecessary struggling or suffering or anxiety and having said that you do need whatever age again that the individual has the desire to
0: have that change Fiona if you had to summarize some of the key points let's say for other people who are listening now to this who are in that, that age group so maybe you know in their 20s what would be now as we move forward so we know about the lessons from lockdown and um, we touched mm-hmm. on as well the magic and uncertainty mm-hmm. and also processing uh, the emotions in the present and um, mm-hmm. is why would you summarize that sort of what would you want them to walk away from from this from listening that they
1: have a choice that, there's, that, that you always have a choice. And one of the techniques actually that I teach is called the positive pause technique. And it is a mindfulness technique. And it comes from the principle that between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that was Viktor Frankl who said that, uh, not me. <laughs> it, sounds so, it sounds so good, doesn't <laughs> it? It is good. Between stimulus and uh, response, uh, between stimulus and, uh, yeah, there is a space and in the space is your freedom. So... For example, let's say uh, the girl who's living at home. Elaine, yeah. Elaine. So Elaine's living at home. So she is what I would say in a trigger zone, okay? Because our family of origin... A
0: trigger zone, it sounds. Yeah. Really sums it up perfectly.
1: Well, it's it's like um, Eckhart Tolle as well. He says, you know, if you think you're woke... Uh, go and spend a week with your parents right yeah. and you'll see the whole sort of teenage angst coming back or you kind of slip into roles There's again. There's something I'm... hilarious
0: about hearing Eckhart Tolle say the word woke as well yeah is yeah, yeah. yeah. whenever yeah when you hear him on read his uh, The Power of Now or A New Earth yeah. with his voice but even just coming out with the word woke but he is spot yeah. on.
1: He is yeah yeah so so for example um, Elaine's at home and she feels like, let's say, I don't know, that really uncomfortable feeling. Her mum maybe says, "Did you? What
0: time are you? Do you want your dinner at? What time are you back?" Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and it's From like your I'm not a- around
0: the garden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what can be useful at that point is is it's up to Elaine now to start to shift the consciousness because if she just goes back into that unconscious behaviour, like folds into it then she really hasn't progressed and she she might as well be the seven year old at home. The technique is basically where you use the breath to uh, create that space between stimulus and response. Um, And it's it's knowing the triggers in advance. So if I know that when my mum says to me, come home for dinner, I'm going to feel irritated. If I know that in advance, it's not like I'm walking into the trap, I'm already prepared. Mm. So when you breathe really deep, And you pause at the top and you take your thumb and your forefinger.
0: Okay, doing it here.
1: Yeah, and then you slowly exhale. So essentially what you've done is like pressing pause on the TV. And now you choose your response. You say, okay, am I going to get really annoyed and say, yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) you can't tell me what to do. I hate you. I wish I was never born. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or am I going to say, thanks a million, mum,
0: but you know what? Um, I'll... Call you later in a nice calm, mature way. What if mum goes, What the hell are you doing with your hand and why are you breathing so (laughs) heavily? Answer my question.
1: Well, do you know? Yeah, it seems like in the beginning, it seems like a long process, but it's actually not. And I I do it all the time. I don't even know I'm doing it, right? So it's a grounding tool. It's like an auto suggestion that just even that touch and the breath is a signal to yourself that you can stay grounded and in the moment. And it's, it's awareness. Self-awareness It's I think, 99.9% of everything. And then using that awareness to be proactive in terms of, of making a positive change and not falling into the old patterns.
0: Well, we've come to the end of our look at how millennials are dealing with various aspects of life in the pandemic. The podcast series, it's really an honest guide to building resilience in the key areas of our lives. It's relevant for all of us, but our Fab Four, Alex, Sam, Elaine and Darren, they shared their experience of their atypical summer. In episode one, we heard how building resilience tools can help overcome feelings of anxiety and despair. That was with resilience psychotherapist Siobhan Murray. It's fair to say as well that all of our relationships were tested by the year we're living through. Chartered psychologist Alison Keating in episode two, she gave sage advice on everything from dating in the pandemic to avoiding tension and stress in our existing relationships. In episode three, well, 2020 saw more people working from home than ever before and huge job losses. So executive coaches, Kira Kelly and Morgan Cummins, they shared realistic and actionable advice on how to get our careers moving again. Episode four, for many of us, the COVID stone turned into stones. And Greg March, MD of Synergize.ie, together with his in-house nutritionist, Max Carey, shared actionable advice for shifting those pounds and keeping them off finally in the fifth episode self-care and love it's something many of us struggle with a bit in ireland even to talk about but hypnotherapist fiona brennan paved the way with advice that we can start using today atypical irish summer a series in building resilience particularly for millennials i hope you really enjoyed it thanks a million for listening and if you want to get in touch i'm on twitter at tara t-a-r-a-g-h-l-g at tara lg thanks again for listening and see you next time